brought to you by Prescient Investment Management. Informed by science, guided by insight. Prescient Investment Management is an authorized FSP. Hi, Warren and the Honest Money team. This is Diatile. Thank you for a fantastic show. My question is around ETFs that pay out dividends versus ETFs that reinvest the dividends. Can you please discuss the pros and the cons of each? If faced between two ETFs, let's take the MIC World Distributing or the MIC World Accumulating, which one is better? And should the decision of which one you select be influenced by perhaps your age? Is it suitable for youngsters or more suitable for retired slash non-salaried people who want a regular income? Thank you. Thank you so much for your question, Tiatile. It's it's uh, you know it's it's very particular and, and applicable to to overseas ETFs, um, not not so much to South African investments because uh, you know tax treatment of of dividends overseas is really tricky and really complicated, and and so. You know, I think p- people that are looking at ETFs on on global markets should look at this very carefully. It's not something that gets discussed a lot, uh, and so maybe just explain for for people that haven't done the homework like you've done. Uh, you, you know, you get two kind of classes of of uh, unit trusts or, uh, or or ETFs overseas, and and they generally are called distributing or accumulating. So so to use the the MSCI World Index as an example, um, you can get an ETF that tracks the the MSCI. CR World Index, um, and then you'll get two classes of that ETF, and the one will um, will enable all the dividends that are are distributed out of uh, the uh, the underlying companies in that ETF to be paid out to the unit holders of of the ETF. Whereas you'll get then accumulating class, and what that what will happen there is. The cash that's been that, that's been paid out as dividends will be held inside the ETF and used to buy more shares. So, so the argument there is not that uh, you know one one uh, in, investor is losing out on dividends or one's getting dividends. The, 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 it's just that the way that the cash gets treated is is done very differently. And and for me, I, I don't think there's a big difference. Uh, when you make this choice between someone who is retired or someone who's early on, on in their saving career, I, I would feel that uh, you know if you're based in South Africa, all investors should, if they've got the option, they should choose the accumulating class of of ETF or, or unit trust. And my logic is is well, there are a few reasons for this. One. Uh, we all know, and well, we should know, but that that you know, if you can reinvest those dividends in in the, in the um, ETF that you've already started buying, then reinvesting dividends will help your capital growth um, to, to go even faster over time. You know, uh, you, you're, you're getting the compound growth of the capital plus the dividends being reinvested, and and that really will allow your money to grow much quicker than if you keep taking all the dividends out of your investment, uh, you know, over the years. And and then secondly, uh, you know, we, we lose a lot of money to dividends tax all around the world. You know, it's not just South African uh, tax authorities that charge uh, a withholdings tax on dividends. The, the, this is quite a common practice around the world. So, you know, if if you allow your your ETF to actually accumulate uh, the, the the dividends as capital, then, then I think that it's much more tax efficient for you day to day. 
it doesn't mean that you won't pay tax one day, you will, but now what's going to happen is you'll pay tax on the capital growth of the whole ETF, of all the money that you've put in and, how, and then the, the, the balance when you sell out one day. So, so I think it's a little bit more tax efficient day to day and certainly will, will cause a little bit less admin hassles for you if you can choose the accumulating class of, of ETF or Unitrust. And, and certainly I know a lot of the Unitrust companies that started in South Africa that now have global funds, they will only offer the, the accumulating class and, and that is the reason. I think it's it's very good logic. So that's my answer. I think, uh, you know, I think it's a fantastic question. And, and if you do f- face the choice one day, go for accumulating and don't, don't worry about those who are retired or not. You know, if you are retired and you need some money from your investment, r- rather sell a few units, you know, every few months and, and, and then pay a little bit of capital gains tax, then lose, you know, maybe 30% uh, tax to dividends withholdings tax in some strange jurisdiction, you know, that, that, that charges more dividends tax than, than South Africa does. Uh, I hope that helps and I wish you all the best. Hi, Warren and the Honest Money team. My question is regarding tax on one's RA slash pension upon immigration versus the tax savings that one gets from SARS for um, for, for contributing to your RA slash pension. Um, is it fair to say that the tax that you pay when you immigrate is equivalent to the tax savings you have enjoyed from SARS um, over over the time period, um, or is the tax on immigration greater than the savings you've enjoyed from SARS for for contributing to the Regulation Twenty Eight products, or is the reverse true? Do you actually save more by contributing to um, pension slash RA? And then if you do eventually immigrate and you have to pay tax, you, you now have scored because you've, you've made a lot of tax savings. Um, I'd really appreciate your help on that one. Um, thank you for your show. I really love listening to your show and all the best. Wow, that's a, a really, a really good question, uh, simply because there's no very easy answer to, to your, your, your questions. So, so just, you know, just to understand, if you make a contribution to a retirement fund or a pension fund or a provident fund. SARS you know, gives us the benefit of, of some real tax savings on, on those contributions. So, so we get a big tax benefit on the contributions we make to, the, to those retirement funds. And then secondly, while those retirement funds are invested, so let's just say you've got an RA and you, you hold that RA for the next decade before you decide to retire, to retire from it or cash it out one day because you're immigrating, just understand that every year that the money is invested in the RA, um, the RA itself will pay no tax on dividends, interest, uh, capital gains, or anything. So, so you're getting two big tax breaks there. You're getting the tax break on the contributions that you make, which is you know immediate in that tax year, and then you're getting the compound benefit of paying no tax every year that that money is actually invested. So, so the investment itself is growing tax free. Um, and and so that that makes uh, the answer to your question a little bit more complicated because you know if you start an RA um, and let's say you decide to immigrate you know in three years time then you know you know the the, the benefits might not be that great in in, in terms of, of of let's say those tax free growth co- uh, to, to the investments over over a three year period uh, but you know if you if you start an RA and and you you, you get the tax breaks up front and you get the tax free growth over the next ten or fifteen years. The, then the, those benefits might be so significant that actually it uh, you know it outweighs the tax that you've got to pay when you when you exit the RA to immigrate. So 
I know it's not a very clear answer for you, and it sounds like I'm I'm sitting on the fence. But I, but I do think it's one of those rather complicated situations where, which might be different for all of us. I, I would be I would hate to give you a rule of thumb and just say you know all RAs are terrible if you plan to immigrate, or all RAs are great if you if you plan to to immigrate. I think it's going to depend on your situation, and and then very importantly, how much other money you've got outside of RAs. You know so. If, if, if you're going to contribute all of your savings every single month for the next decade to your retirement fund, and that's your only source of capital if you decided to immigrate one day, well, well that's that's tricky because, you know, there, there are going to be rules that will stop you accessing that money for about three years after you've immigrated. So so that's really tricky. And and then the tax, you know, might be very prejudicial to you. Whereas if you've got some, you know, normal ETFs and, and, and normal, you know, unit trust savings as well as retirement fund savings, well, that's a different story. Then, then you know, it might make sense for you to to still have an RA or a, or a pension fund saving as well. So I'm sorry, I'm not giving you a very clear answer. I think it is a very tricky, uh, tricky situation, uh, and and certainly I would I would get you know a proper tax advice be, you know be, before making a big call either in either direction. Uh, and if it's a question that you're asking because you're not sure about you know maybe one day you might immigrate in the next. 10, 15, 20 years time and you just want to have flexibility, then my suggestion is, you know, do you half, a, half of the money that you've got to save, you know, in, in, a, in a unit trust or an exchange traded fund or something, you know, some discretionary saving, and then do half of the money in, in uh, your tax-free and RA as a combination. You know, there's nothing stopping you, you know, doing a little bit in everything and, and then having a lot of flexibility one day when you, when you make a decision. And who knows, you know, if you decide not to immigrate one day, then, then you've covered quite a few bases. Uh, I hope that helps. And thank you very much for your compliment on our show. We work hard to make sure we're, we're helping you uh, as much as we possibly can with, uh, with the, the information you need to know. Brought to you by Prescient Investment Management. Informed by science. Guided by insight. Prescient Investment Management is an authorized FSP. 